Dog Show 9000, the weekly 1900 hot dog podcast. We have a website and a Patreon. We're funded by listeners like you. I'm the internet's Sean Baby from the online web, and my co host is Robert the Wrong Way Brockway Grabowski. I'm Robert Brockway. Here's a Brockway fact I invented Heelys. You know those shoes with the little wheels built in? Hmm. Not those. A different thing. Oh. A very different <gasps> thing. No follow up questions. God damn it. Well, we're happy to welcome back our dear friend, a brilliant writer and researcher for some more news and the host of the Creature Feature podcast, our precious Katie did, Katie Golden. Yeah, that's me. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Thank you. Benvenuto from uh, from Italy, from America to ben Italy. Benvenuto. <laughs> Benvenuto, guys. <laughs> I love that's that That's really good Italian. Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Ciao. Come stai. <laughs> I didn't know your Italian was that good. You're like a local. Un poco. I just, I don't even understand it without the hand gestures. I need those. I'm a visual learner. Yeah. Are you gesturing? Yeah. I mean, they are pretty important. Mm-hmm. I am. A lot. Yeah. So it's uh, the middle of the night where you're at. It's 9 p.m. Oh, okay. So sure. I guess that's not that late. Italy's but thank just you starting for, a party. I was a little baby. <laughs> if I was just if I was a stupid little baby with a bedtime of nine p.m. She's gonna go yeah. out after this, have lunch, and take a nap, and start drinking at like four. That's right. That's how Europe works. That's right. So, uh, what are you working on over there in Italy? I wasn't expecting this question. <laughs> I, this is how we know, banter. I throw real, real fucking hard curveballs. Yeah, I mean it's mostly just life. Okay. Still, we're still doing doing my creature feature podcast, mm-hmm. doing doing my projects. Trying to trying to do some painting with gouache paint, gouache, which is kind of like water gouache. Mm. It's kind of like watercolor, but it's thicker. Okay, uh, you know. What are your subjects? And nude Italian men, Italians. Yeah, it's got to be Italian. Nude Italian men covered in insects. Yes. Oh, very. Yeah, that sounds really interesting. It's niche, but it pays well. well yeah, I'd buy some. Yeah, I'll I'm take down one. for some commissions. Yeah, uh, the clients are willing to pay out the nose. Just like a, a little bit of insects on my beetles. Chef with like full body suit of beetles is what I want. I want just a beret. Yeah. The rest fully nude. A beret of bugs. Right. Whatever you're feeling, a centipedes, spiders, bugs. whatever. Chef, what about like a what about like one ladybug like on the nipple? Okay, oh, that's good. Or just covering the naughty bits. One ladybug covering the naughty bits. I want the opposite. Yeah. I want like. How big do you think ladybugs are? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, the size of one human naughty bits. I might be revealing yeah. something about myself. I look ridiculous naked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so um, why you're here today, we're going to use your, your gifted and brilliant creature mind to see if we can ah. debunk some of the um, myths I've learned from, uh, or maybe science I've learned from uh, creation science books. Oh, this so, is going to be impossible. Yeah, they're, it's pretty airtight, their, their science. So I read um, six uh, creation science books about dinosaurs last night. Uh, I read uh, cool. the, great mis- the Great Dinosaur Mystery Solved by someone named Ken Ham in 1998. And about half Ken of it was appendix. Ken, sorry, Ken Ham? Ken Ham. Ken Ham. Ken Ham. He loves canned ham. And, uh, and he can ham. So... I didn't like this book because about half of it was appendix and the other half was Bible quotes. So I threw it out. Mm. Uh, Then I read Exploring God's World with Michael and Caroline Carroll, Dinosaurs Exploring the Scientific Mysteries of God's Creation from the year 2000. Wait, hold on. Her name was Caroline Carroll? Yeah. 
Yeah, she married Michael Carroll. So we've got and Ken Ham and Caroline Ken Ham and Caroline Carroll. Yeah, it's the dream team. Uh, this book was mostly puns, and it can absolutely fuck itself. And Michael and Caroline Carroll can suffer forever in hell. I threw this book out. Uh, then I read uh, Dinosaurs, The Bible, Barney, and Beyond by Phil Phillips from 1994. And it's actually Phil pretty Phillips. good. Phil Phillips? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We've got Ken Ham, Car- Car- wait, Car- Carol, Caroline Carroll. <laughs> And Phil Caroline Carroll and Phil Phillips. This is like when somebody puts me on the spot to make up a name. I just uh, Phil Phillips. Bobbins. Bob Bobbins is my name. Uh, So I I didn't like this one either because even though it was great, uh, Phil Phillips spent his entire life battling against Satan in every form he takes, which is almost literally every form, including Power Rangers and Ninja Turtles, the scientific method, whatever. So I figured this guy deserves his own like episode if we're doing Phil Phillips. So uh, I eliminated him too. So the three books on creation, uh, science, intelligent design I did include are, they're fantastic. And in case I needed some era specific context to decipher their very complicated science, I pulled uh, three more books, not necessarily on dinosaurs, just on creation science in general. So my brain is filled with uh, really bad, stupid shit right now. Um, yeah, you fucked up. This is a mistake. You're not going to be able to fully unlearn this. Like parts of it for sure, but like yes. 20 years from now, some neuron will retain this and you will be like, yeah, tyrannosauruses are, uh, they could talk. They spoke Spanish and that's why God killed them. He doesn't like that. <laughs> that's real. I think that was in at least four of these books. Uh, I did not actually need these extra books on creation science or intelligent design because um, this stuff is very fluid, meaningless, and beneath the contempt of the dumbest third grader. If you think there's anything at all to creation science other than a few broken pieces of middle school biology duct taped to God magic, you're a fool. None of these books needed to be written. Ignorance is smarter than this shit. So um, I guess, Katie, are you familiar with uh, this kind of stuff, apologetics, intelligent design? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I I didn't have a religious upbringing. Um, I was sort of raised by the the forest. Mm, good. So uh, I am I'm of a child of the woods. Uh, so I, I don't I don't know I don't know or can I cannot conceive of religion. <laughs> My science but is the sunlight I... through dappled leaves. But, but you can talk to butterflies, and I mean that's equal. That's right. Uh, yeah, exactly. And so I, uh, but I have looked up uh, some intelligent design creationism stuff online mm-hmm. because it is funny. It is pretty funny. And there is one website I remember where they have this picture of a human man covered in penises. Um, and the idea of What's that website? is that, well. What's oh, that URL exactly? I'm going to. Let me see. Creationism, uh, evolution, man, man, penis. And you're and you said you were open for yeah, commissions. Did, like you could you could maybe paint that for me. Like I did that find guy it covered in hissing cockroaches. Is kind of my thing. Yes. So. <laughs> so the uh, the the idea is that uh, they have t- actually a normal looking man called the creation man because <laughs> his anatomy makes sense because God built him. Okay. And uh, God built you with 50 his days. Genitals are, yes. His genitals are tastefully covered with, with leaves. Okay. As, as God dictates, just, you know, because as God dictates, uh, what's fun is that they're just autumn leaves, not like the 
fig leaf, so it's kind of fun and festive Thanksgiving themed <laughs> naked man. Oh, yeah, you know and then there's Evolution Man, who's covered in uh, vestigial dicks, uh, <laughs> and he's got feet on his shoulders, uh, more dicks on his uh, like uh, on his elbows. I. <laughs> I feel like I'm just, I didn't have the link to this, so I, I am showing it thank to you. you. It's too good to not share. Oh, thank you. We'll put that in the share. footnotes. So, uh, uh, so what? Yeah, and then he's is... got like a giant chromosome on his body, and he's very wide and stretched out. And then he's got like a couple of noodles growing out from under his underarms. So the. The point of this is that if evolution is just random mutations, mm -hmm. shouldn't you just get a bunch of penises on your arms? Yes, that's and that's that's yeah. exactly right. Oh, I did forget. To, I did forget to mention his face is covered in a, a bunch of little dicks, okay. which is ah. cute. Uh huh. Uh, as everybody knows, the dick gene is extremely dominant. Uh, if there, if God wasn't here to keep it in check, everything in this world would just be dicks. It is God's primary job. Right. To mitigate the the rampant dick gene, <laughs> it is that's, um, that's science, right? I learned that that is the essence of creation science. Really, it's it's more designed to throw enough doubt for a lunatic to point and say, "See, look, uh, everything would be all dicks if God hadn't done this." Uh, right. So, for instance, in the in the 1930s, some people found some human footprints in the same rock layer as dinosaur footprints in Texas. You probably uh, heard of this or familiar with this. Uh, but it turns out they this? were. You heard, this you heard about this? You heard about this? Uh, Monica Lewinsky, <laughs> you just said you heard about this this lady. Uh, turns out they were wrong. I can feel your chin through this. Too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the point is that that there's no human footprints with dinosaur footprints, and it was either a bunch of people who were lying or very mistaken. But every single one of these books bring up that incident. It's it's this the creation science version of proof is someone making shit up a hundred years ago, but it also works as disproof. So that's like the level of um, uh, proof we're dealing with, I guess. So if someone can draw a is picture, kind of like that. Hmm. Is that kind of like that parable where it's like you're on the beach and then dinosaur Jesus carries you? So there's only one set of dinosaur footprints. That's uh, well, the opposite of that. But yes, you're on the the right track. Uh, you're using it to cool. disprove the theory, whereas I'm using it to prove the theory. But they're both equal and effective. I think no, I'm confused. God damn it! I, I read too many I of these would, books. I would rather walk with Dino Christ if that's the poll we're taking right now. <laughs> yeah. the The point is, all of this can be summed up in one sentence. Uh, what if uh, everything's wrong and God is magic and exists, and like that's it? There's no reason to write a second sentence about any of this. So, um, that what if there was a second sentence? It would be there would be dicks everywhere. <laughs> right. Allow me I mean. to illustrate. <laughs> I love that that's a reasonable uh, proof for them. Like, hey, dude, if evolution was real, wouldn't we look like this? This is my idea of the perfect man. <laughs> uh, and they're not wrong. And that's the other thing about these guys is their their instincts are good. Sometimes you're like, you know, it would be cooler if there were 50 dicks on your arm and dinosaurs. Yeah. Uh, and so you're like, it's it's sometimes you want to side with them. But we're going to start with a book called Dinosaurs and the Bible. By Brian Thomas, a very disappointingly normal name. Oh, uh, damn it. Couldn't last forever. You're sure it's not Brian Bryanson or Tom Toms? <laughs> Let's call him uh, Tom Ham Ham. Ham. Um, 
So Ham. This was written in 2013. This is the most recent uh, dinosaur Bible book I have, uh, which um, this is a couple years before some big paleontology moves. Uh, so like, for example, in 2015, I think Brontosaurus came back. Uh, for many years, we thought Apatosaurus was what we were supposed to call him. And they're like, you know what? Fuck it. That's There's a different guy named yeah. Brontosaurus. Nobody likes that guy. His yeah. fan base is not catching on. And uh, also scientists went feather crazy uh, with the dinosaurs. So this was sort of pre-feather crazy, but post-feather theory. If you, if you know anything about dinosaurs uh, or feathers, then you probably know what I'm talking about. I'm being very cagey. Yeah, yeah, they found yeah they found some evidence of that dinosaur. A lot of dinosaur species probably had feathers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, even even things like uh, T. Rexes may have had feathers as like juveniles. Uh, and yeah, so it's it's pretty fun. And you know, with a lot of colors, a lot of fun fun things going on. Yeah, I like the fancy dinosaurs. Like if we're voting to keep it, yeah. I, I like the the little you know Mardi Gras tyrannosaurus okay. better. I the, am uh, sort of Jurassic Park style. I like my dinosaurs no feathers. You know, like I'm like like the like a Brazilian parade, like carnival style velociraptors. That's what I like. If you could accessorize with I mean, fifty think- dicks, then I'd be like, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably a nice variety. Like there were probably still dinosaurs, especially adult dinosaurs that did not have were not like covered in feathers. Like I don't really necessarily buy sort of the t-rex is a giant chicken kind of hypothesis but definitely like baby t-rex may have had these this like downy downy feathers which is uh, i think adorable it'd be nice to pet them too see there's a lot of benefits okay so So we've got two votes feathers one vote no feathers but i could get talked into it um so he introduces uh his book by saying um uh basically throwing doubt on fossils in general he thinks that um, basically all the fossils- alien alien discarded like chicken bones. That's my right. Theory. A lot of a lot of uh, theories get thrown around like that. Uh, when I was a kid, these people thought that there was um, that that God put the bones there as like a trick to like test our faith. Uh, I grew up in a religious house. And, That's scamp. Um, <laughs> but now, um, what's up? What's up, YouTube? It's me, God. Here's my newest prank. <laughs> Left a bunch of uh, old bones around. Let's see how the humans uh, see what the humans do. Oh my God, they're totally buying it. Oh my me. I mean, my name's Forearm Dick Fifty 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 Ham. I'm here with my React video of God's prank video. Oh, they're they're gonna they're gonna think those bones are real. Oh, God got them. Uh, Jamie, let's. Let's cut 70 layers of that bit. <laughs> I love how like this version of God who plants the fake fossils <laughs> is just trying to trick mankind into going to hell. Yes. Like, like, oh, see, see, oh, aren't you interested in science? Oop, gotcha. Now you go to hell. <laughs> you should have seen that God swerve coming. Classic God. Well, yeah, a little rascally God. I'm trying to uh, follow along this guy's logic. Um, so this guy's, his theory is that the bones aren't, weren't put there as a prank, but they're only like a thousand years old. So he thinks, because um, again, uh, in the Bible, it says God made the world like in seven days. And then later in the Bible, somebody's like sort of casually references how like, oh, dude, for uh, uh, God, a day is like a thousand years. So that like became their their standard. And so mm. they think that God made the world in a thousand years or 7,000 years and this is sort of a mad scramble to use their middle school biology to explain that. Um, 
Anyway, I like that they I like that they capitulated a little. That they were like, "Okay, science, you're right. Seven days is ridiculous. <laughs> we'll right. go to seven thousand years. How about you've got to work with us there?" Right. But like, but if God is omnipotent, why would seven days be ridiculous, right, for a god? I I think it isn't. It's just that. Uh, it, the theory doesn't work. Like it's too easy to disprove that, but it's harder to disprove 7,000 years. Well, not really, but like, but it's, it's actually not though. I mean, cause <laughs> like 7,000 years may as well be seven days when you are looking on the scale of like millions and billions right, it's, of years. It's, it's a nothing compromise. It's like a ridiculous, <laughs> why, why, why give anything at that point? Well, right. You guys each have a point. I think you might be right. Um, but this guy um, thought science was right until he had a conversation. When he was a science major in college, uh, this is a quote, a non-science friend asked me a question I'd never heard before. Is it true that a dinosaur fossil is dated by the age assignment given to the rock layer it's found in, but that this same rock layer is dated according to the million year age assignments of the unique fossils it contains? You, you get that that's circular logic. And this broke his brain that you can't use circular logic when God's law is real and the Bible says it's true, so it must be true because circular logic is bullshit. Uh, so that's the intro. That's just to like let you're us setting me up for something. <laughs> that's just a window inside this author's head. This guy um, has a bachelor's degree in biology and a master's in biotechnology. So that's um, Ooh. apparently, and then he's also um, from. The Institute for Creation Research, I think, is where he teaches or did teach. And so got those degrees, I'm betting. I actually looked up their website, and they don't offer those degrees. So I think he has secular degrees in science. And um, a spoiler alert, he is not good at science. Like, I feel like at no point in this book is is this does this guy know more about science than me, and I just, like, studied in high school. Uh, so, no. Uh, doesn't sound like Doesn't it. sound like it, right. Um and anyway, we'll we'll continue. He hates the circular logic, and so he kind of has this new. Spin. I mean that that idea, like that is not true. The <laughs> the dating of that that's that is in fact a lie. Like the way that you know fossils and uh, you know the, the it it is true that you can date things through the sedimentary layers, mm-hmm. but there you also are able to determine the age of of rocks through carbon dating we have mm-hmm. and this was this book was written in 2013 right, right? he could have googled yes and I'm, so, I'm really glad you brought that up because yes. uh he does say a lot of stuff that's just wrong like he he acts like oh no here's what yeah. science says and then he gets it very 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 wrong yes i and love so, the time frames on those when they're still doing this in 2013 you're like those are the same tactics we developed in like 1960 and it was fine in 1960 because we didn't have all of the information ever right. at your fingertips in an instant. You could pull this game and like the game has to change, bro. It's <laughs> it's the con has to shift. It does. You're in not. Ocean's 12 now. You're, the same job will not work. Like, uh, you know, uh, when people tweet, like Christians tweet this out a lot. Tim Allen tweeted this recently. I mean, not recently, but like. Oh, so it's true. Uh, yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm saying. I'm with Tim Allen. I'm not going with you over Tim Allen. <laughs> they'll tweet things like, hey. If man evolved from apes, how comes there's still apes? And it's oh, like, oh shit! You put that into That's Google, amazing. and it'll tell you, it'll tell you exactly why. 
Did he like, make um, the ape sound after that? <laughs> oh, if he did, then fucking case oh, closed. Tim Allen wins. But uh, he does that thing where he, he sort of just adds a question mark to the end of something that's very, very dumb. And it's like, that's that's fine. That's that's the essence of creation science. You just you're just asking questions, questions that have been answered for hundreds of years. But like still asking them, there's still some doubt. Right. I'm going to quote from page 10. Uh, what exactly was a dinosaur? First, they were reptiles. Unfortunately, no. unlike birds, which all have feathers and man. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree with you, Katie. Uh, 2013, he should have been able to look up what a dinosaur was. Uh, birds, which all have feathers and mammals, which all have hair. No. Reptiles have no single trait that is totally <laughs> unique by which we can easily identify them. We can say that they have scaly skin, no. but so do bird feet. We can say they lay eggs, but some do not. And birds as well as some mammals also lay eggs. So the best we can do is rule out other classes of vertebrates to discern whether a creature is reptilian. So um, how sound does that sound to you, Katie? I noticed you said no a couple of times. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, first of all, birds are dinosaurs. So he's like classifying birds as a separate group. But birds Mm -hmm. are actually dinosaurs. They are the last sort of remaining dinosaurs on Earth. They, they were, they basically branched off from, you know, if you want to be really like, if you want to give birds their own category, they're sort of like, they evolved from dinosaurs, but they are, I think they're generally regarded as still being, you know, dinosaurs and dinosaurs are, uh, you know, I mean, first of all, obviously not all mammals have, uh, fur or hair, uh, you know, there are plenty of marine mammals such as uh, cetaceans who really barely have any hair at all uh mole rats and stuff there's plenty well, naked mole rats have some hair i mean if you're gonna get technical about it how many dicks <laughs> oh i got shut down i mean they have a tiny i would lose an argument to this guy <laughs> I so mean, badly i mean they do have walked into the trap they don't they have very little hair that, that is true like they you know they have some whiskers and stuff but mostly no hair but uh, the, the, yeah, cetaceans, I mean, you probably could find maybe some sparse amount of hair on cetaceans. Um, but even like, you know, it, it, the thing that he's hitting on that is somewhat true is that it can be tricky to form classifications of animals. I mean, when you talk about fish, fish is a weird term because there are a lot of fish that are more closely related to humans than they are to other fish because it's just such a huge group of animals that are separated by you know many many uh, millions of years of evolution so you get you can get these weird classifications and he is also correct that dinosaurs are a little bit strange because some of them you know some of them uh, are kind of different from others like some of them were cold-blooded, but there is some evidence that some were warm-blooded. And so, yeah, there is definitely weird, weird kind of, um, you know, uh, different. It is it is tricky to, like, classify something like a group, right. like dinosaurs. And, in fact, some uh, extinct animals that we think well, of as dinosaurs are actually not dinosaurs, but... Um, but uh, pterosaurs, like pterodactyls, quetzalcoatlus, sure. those were pterosaurs, not dinosaurs. So generally speaking, yes. But I mean, to say that, uh, you know, you know, that dinosaurs, I mean, dinosaurs are not 
reptiles. Uh, or wait, no, they and are. Here's why you sorry, just sorry, lost sorry. They, they are. Uh, they are. I guess technically reptiles. Um, but like modern, modern reptiles and, uh, dinosaurs evolved from like a common ancestor. Right. Yeah. Well, I can... Here's why you just lost that whole argument. Uh, the truth is very complicated and it took you a while with a lot of equivocation to explain I that, see. but a, a real confident lie is super simple. <laughs> very fast. You can come back and be just like, nah, fucking let me I tell you that. Let me tell you how simple this guy makes it. If God created something on day six, it walked on land and it counts as that. If he created it on day five, it's it flies. So mm. flying dinosaurs, uh, like the ones you mentioned, pterosaurs, uh, Quetzalcoatlus, uh, they're now called reptiles by scientists. But back then they were called you know flying dinosaurs. Actually, I think they might have been flying dinosaurs before he wrote this book and he just doesn't, doesn't even know like the taxonomy and the point is, um, the Hebrew word for bird also means bats and pterodactyls, according to this book. Uh, anything that flies. Got them. Yeah, got them. Oh and there's, quote, plenty of evidence that pterosaurs were around when people were around because people talked about dragons a lot. And, like, what else would that be <laughs> other than a fucking pterodactyl? I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> uh, all these books talk a lot about dragons and how like the idea of dragons being in stories oh. is proof okay, that we around. lived among the dinosaurs. Yes. These books. That is awesome. Have moments of radness. Um, <laughs> here's something I mean, interesting Katie, you that had you that whole, that whole spiel about with like education and facts. And this guy's just like, yeah, but mine has dinosaurs and you lose. I mean, we exactly. were actually probably alive when there were giant birds. So, uh, like uh, terror birds and also Argentavis magnificens, which was a huge uh, bird. But that would be, I think, mostly in the Americas. And could you theoretically ride them? Were they big? No, enough? I mean, I don't think so. I, th- I mean, they were big enough. Jamie, let's could... edit that. So Katie said yes, absolutely. So if you yeah, mean I would have been one, on your side. If you mean ride one on the ground, absolutely. Uh, the terror bird, which was a okay, flightless sure. bird, you could absolutely ride. I mean, you can ride ostriches, which are still okay. alive, uh, but they would eat you. I'm coming around. I'm coming around to Katie again. <laughs> you pulled me. You pulled me away. I mean, not me. We'd we'd establish a rapport. We'd become fast friends. Well, here's some good news for people who love to ride dinosaurs. On uh, page 11 and 12, this guy talks about how dinosaurs were good um, because there was no predation before sin. Basically, God gave all the dinosaurs plants they could eat and none of them wanted to eat anything else. So all things lived in peace until, of course, that that fucking idiot couple ate that apple and is then, that true? That, is that something Christians believe that they that everything was vegan before sin, and it, I th- and that makes eating meat a sin? I don't think all Christians believe it, but this one does. That's and that's a new kind. I have not heard of that kind of crazy. Yeah, Congratulations! It's, it's pretty excellent. Uh, so let's see. I have in my notes read paragraph two on page thirteen. Smug asshole. I don't remember why I did this. Um. <laughs> The discovery of fully functional flight features like the retractable, retractable pteroid bone and foldable wing construction must disappoint secularists since they have been searching for fossils to place onto an imaginary evolutionary path toward pterosaur flight. However, biblical creationists who believe the Bible means exactly what it says when it describes how God created each winged creature according to its kind, exp- 
expected to find fully equipped flyers in the fossils. Checkmate, seculars. Wait, wait, I don't, so... So there was some confusion about whether or not these giant pterosaurs were gliders or if they were capable of flight. And this guy's basically like, since the science adjusted to the new discoveries as paleontologists discovered more bones and made smarter conclusions, he's like... These fucking idiots, they can't get anything right. As soon as they figured out these things could fly, they're like, everything we know is wrong. Checkmate. Right. So God they wins changed again. Their, they changed their minds with the evidence. Right. Uh, oh, I do I do want to offer a, an apology, though. Argentavis Magnificens, pro, our, humans were probably not alive uh, while the flying, they, these were flying birds, but whereas terror birds, I think the uh, terrestrial birds that would eat you up. I think those were the ones that we were probably... And those are the ones that I could for. ride, right? Yes, exactly. Okay, I'm still on your side then. All right. Uh, can, but can see what I just them? did? I changed... Oh. <laughs> I tried to put that really tactfully. <laughs> you tried to slip that in quiet <laughs> while everybody else was talking. <laughs> while everybody's doing. talking, I'm wondering... Let me wonder this out loud. Could I fuck that big crazy bird? I mean, they do have a cloaca, but... I, I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Um, so on day five, when God made all the uh, small animals, or as I should qualify, the Trinity made them. Uh, and what that means is that God invented the animals. Jesus commanded them to be, and then the spirit made it happen. I don't know why he delineates these things, mm. but it helps in the taxonomy of animals, which are day five animals and day six animals, both of which are based on different words, uh, several translations back. Uh, am I making sense? Because uh, the mean, book no, doesn't. I mean, no, but you know. <laughs> so, today- so you've probably heard the word, heard the word whale, right? Yes. Um, well, if you, back, if you backtrack a couple of translations, you get to a word that might have meant dragon or sea monster. Okay. So you see where Brian is going. Oh, there no. were totally dinosaurs and the idiots who wrote the Bible thought they might as well share a name with whales. I sure, guess. I guess. <laughs> so you got to so, you got to dunk on the guys that wrote the Bible now to get your science right. Exactly. You have to. Seems like you're that. burning a lot of a lot of bridges here. Because <laughs> it feels like if there's a dinosaur and a whale, and I'm writing like the story of God and the universe, I'm gonna separate those two things. I'm gonna be like, okay, guys, this this dinosaur is very different than the whale. Uh, no. The people who wrote the Bible is like, well, fucking, we'll just call it ocean thing. And they're like, fine. Um, Idiots. <laughs> uh, so he eventually explains how dinosaurs became predators uh, after the apple incident. Yeah, after sin. Uh, and because of sin. Gotcha. So there was there was chaos. Um, there is a Q&A in this book. And we're going to see how good uh, either of you can answer these questions. I'm going to um, ask them as they are presented in the book. How could Noah have squeezed the hundreds of different dinosaur species onto the ark along with all those other animals? God magic. Can you answer Honey, that? I shrank the kids technology. God magic. Okay. You, God magic and shrink. Um, those are both shrink very rain. good answers. Invented by God. Shrink ring invented by really, God. really, 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 really big. Uh, that's oh, shit. That's well, we'll see, we'll see if you're right. The answer is Noah's family did not bring each species, but two of each kind. Now, what he does here, he 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 admits that evolution is kind of real, but only post-flood. So he brings kinds of creatures, and then they kind of breed with each other like you might get a liger 
or a Zorse. He he <laughs> says that like he there was some sort I'm of like prototype. He brought a labradoodle or Labrador and a yes. poodle and made a labradoodle. Yep. That counts as two dogs, and then he created all the dog species and breeds after that. No, no, let me tell you. I'm not talking about species. I'm talking about kind. You know, the right. kinds of things. So you he brought the kinds of there's things. There's horse species. kind, there's frog kind, and frog kind. there's bird kind, and I think that's it, right? Those if are you, all three kinds. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Right. So that's if, you bring, if you bring a horse kind... You don't need any other type because right. you've already got that damage type covered. You've got horse damage. Right. So you, you, got don't, horse you don't need damage, a yes. secondary. <laughs> you don't need a zebra damage. You don't need mule damage. You got horse damage. It's it's covered. <laughs> well, um, he continues, paleontologists make careers out of inventing species names, but I, I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't think that I don't think that's true. <laughs> I think that would be a great job if that was true. <laughs> I think you get like eight bucks a name, so like the dude who came up with <laughs> the guy who did Labradoodle leaning back in his yep. chair and being like, what about Zirconthorex? That's a cool name. Just chasing the high of coming up. He's the guy that came up with Tyrannosaurus in like his teens and he's just been chasing that high ever since. Yep. Everybody thinks he's washed up. That is so funny. He's- Fucking wife came up with Argentinosaurus, and he's like, "God, I don't know why I let that woman do anything." <laughs> U- Utah, Utah Raptor? Oh, that's nothing. That's just where I am in a bird. Kingosaurus. <laughs> uh, there were really only about sixty different basic dinosaur kinds, so 120 dinosaurs, averaging the size of a sheep, would have occupied a small corner of the vast vessel. Wait, so, averaging the size uh, of a sheep? I guess he brought babies. Aww. I guess they're very tiny dinosaurs. So, or maybe they were oh, shrunk. The solution was so obvious. Yeah. So God magic, shrinking, and big boat. You guys Honestly, were I'm su- exactly right. I'm surprised that he didn't just say like he just brought the eggs, you know? Um, well, that's a, a good idea. I don't know why uh, this brilliant biotechnologist didn't think of that. You know, you could fit a lot of uh, dinosaur two. eggs on there. Just saying. How could Noah have fit enough food on board to feed all those voracious dinosaurs for a whole year. Answer again. Just have them fish. Just the eggs. Yeah. So fish and eggs. Um, well, Noah could have fed the dinosaurs Genesis 1 vegetarian diets, which again, this is special plants that God invented at the dawn of but time this is af- this when is they were peaceful. Sin. I agree. Uh, this he, is post-sin. He's contradicting himself. I agree. So he only saved uh, the herbivorous dinosaurs, I guess? Or he like reverted them back. I think after flood, everything that went onto the ark went back to default. Like he factory mm. reset all of Set the morals, all the sliders so they're good back guys again. Default. I see. Yes, uh, he may have even known which plant products they preferred before the fall, since Noah's father <laughs> Lamech could have talked with Adam about it. Also, reptiles are famous for fasting from food. Dinosaurs probably ate less than the mammals or birds on board. Oh my god! <laughs> I like the idea of this this, this moment where 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 sin makes things eat meat now because it's just yes. it's just, such a good moment where you're where you're God and explaining to like Adam and Eve like okay well you just fucked up so bad that you see that thing that eats meat now I love so, that I love too good that, luck like, he he like anything that he can't explain it's just it's God magic. And then if it's, yep. you know, but then he throws in like, well, you know, s- s- you only need like a snake only needs to eat like once every few months. So like, 
This is probably dinosaurs that. are basically yeah, big old snakes. So you can like take whatever part of science you want, or whatever part of the this Bible you want, that. or make up whatever you want, or say that the Bible meant something different from what it said. It's it's really it's easy mode. It's science on easy mode. Uh, question three: How could Noah have handled and husbanded such terrible toothy tyrants? Ooh, yeah. I'll tell I you how I would have husbanded those tyrants. It's like a box, and you have them insert it into the box, and you get some good sturdy gloves, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you just go to town. You just fucking manually masturbate that tyrannosaur. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, uh, I've been on a, I've been I on mean, a farm. I would I've seen say it. like a laser pointer. Can you imagine? Just like oh, little that would be so fun. Cute little little scampers running around after that laser pointer, snatching up your human <laughs> children once in a while. It's adorable. <laughs> Well, so we have laser pointers and manual masturbation. The correct answer is, it wasn't until after the flood that God endowed animals, including dinosaurs, with a fear of man. This was in Genesis 9-2, if you want to look that up. Oh, I don't think a lot of Uh, dinosaurs would be afraid of man. (laughs) Well, that's what he gave them. After the flood, he's like, I'm going to make you all very afraid of man. Yeah. Perhaps this made their management much easier during the flood, (laughs) meaning that you could just walk through the ark and they won't try to eat him, I guess. Did you know that- uh, Just slap each of them in turn. Did you know that T-Rexes could run really fast? I did. Yeah, I watched Jurassic Park. Yeah. I, and I mean, like, it's what's cool is not only could they run fast, but they could run over long distances. So if humans were alive around the time of the T-Rexes, like, we would have no advantage over them because they could outrun us and they could uh, out-marathon us, so... Right, but you're not. they're not allowed to eat you unless you sin in front of oh. them. So as long as you... Obey the commandments of God. Gotta keep your titties right. covered. But I mean, the first the time you sin. is gonna eat you. <laughs> yeah, like you you let a ball slip out. You just like you both look at each other and are like, "Oh fuck, it's on now." The T Rex gonna be like, "Oh, that's nasty. That, um, I don't want to eat that." Uh, Noah's father Lamech was actually old enough to talk to Adam, and so he would have told his son Noah what foods those T Rex like to eat. I think you're forgetting some of the important lessons we've already learned here, guys. You're just I don't think you're taking this very seriously. This is the final question that the book asks the reader. How would the large dinosaurs like Diplodocus have fit onto the Ark's decks? I mean, the right answer is just the egg version of it or the baby version. Uh, It's exactly. The largest dinosaur egg is about the size of a football. So even the big bodied behemoths began small. God would have uh, most likely selected sauropod juveniles. Yeah. Uh, it's so he eventually thought of egg, but he didn't like go back and fix the earlier right, entries. Right. About, uh, yeah. So <laughs> eggs. Oh, but it's too late. I already typed this out on my on my typewriter. I can't go back and fix it. <laughs> yes, it's 2013 typewriter. He absolutely typed this on a typewriter. I uh, love that. That was the right strategy. Was just to figure out like a one working answer and stick with it until he got it. Yep. Like he'll get there. Until someday. he got. It. The, I honestly feel confidence. kind of. Foolish trying to talk about the like complexity of classifying and sorting animals earlier because I didn't realize right. that this was just going to turn into. And then God magic made sure the dinosaurs yep. ate vegetables and Adam told them <laughs> what kind of vegetables they liked. <laughs> you thought you were going to be dealing with something a little bit smarter, like still very stupid, but in a smart yeah. way. 
no. something that you know yeah. is like arguable but how do you just argue with like well no he waved his god staff and now they eat vegetables and they're small <laughs> well you see adam <laughs> told him what kind of salads the t-rex likes yeah uh, and, that's, and he likes uh, to have his belly rubbed a certain way. And that's science. And how to call you call that them over down. by going. Pss, 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 pss. Come on, come on, sweet boy. Pss, 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 pss. Come on. Now I want that Noah's Ark movie. And if um, you swear, gonna... it turns into Jurassic Park. Right. Yeah. Now a, a lot of you probably are aware that uh, dinosaurs no longer exist. Uh, we call that extinction. I, I mean, there. are <laughs> there are birds, so... I mean, in my head, but not my heart. Right. Well, let me try to um, clear up some misconceptions about the extinction. Uh, if dinosaurs were really on the Ark and lived after the Flood, then why do they no longer exist? It was probably not an impact from outer space that killed the dinosaurs, as secularists conjecture. <laughs> like other animals, dragons, <laughs> of various forms, yeah. began filling the Earth immediately <laughs> after the Flood. But people did not follow them at first. Instead wait, of wait, obeying wait, God's wait, commands wait, wait, wait. to Noah... Uh-huh. Dragons started filling the Earth after the Flood? Hell yeah, they yes. did. Why? Yeah. <laughs> we called it the time of dragons, and uh, that's that's kind of they integral to the world building. Up. God was like, like first a big flood, and then uh, dragons. Why not? Dragons? Well, he says dragons in quotes, meaning that these dragons are the Hebrew word for flying thing, uh-huh. meaning the pterosaurs and what dragons. whatever. Uh-huh. Dragons. Drag- dragons. Oh, like, dragons probably started filling the earth. I mean, I mean, if you think about it, that's probably what happened. He then um, talks about uh, a little, what do you call it, cryptozoology, where, where he thinks there's dinosaurs living today. And man, once they find one, it's going to make secularists look so stupid for thinking dinosaurs are extinct. Well, no, but I mean like a proper dinosaur, like a movie birds. dinosaur. Like the ones from the boat, the, the Bible boat. Dragons. Birds. Um, dragons. Birds. They're dragons. <laughs> Uh, Okay, so he sets out to disprove fossils for a while. Um, Mm -hmm. He says scientists have a very biased and flawed worldview, uh, which is, again, one that involves God not making everything. And so he sort of dances around different ways you can interpret evidence and um, decides that the easiest explanation is usually the best. And there's no easier explanation than God made everything. Right. So... uh, it is just an endless collection of force fields in an imaginary laser fight. Uh, so I, God, I, I have in my notes to read from his book, but I think we're all, we've all taken such a beating that we don't need to read any more from this. Um, yeah, I, I, I got this guy's core ideas and I, you know, I like them. Yeah, you got I this like core idea. I like the dragon bits. I, I like, like the that dragons you're, too, yeah. Yeah, I like that you're safe mm-hmm. from dinosaurs as long as you don't sin. Uh so I like that that gives us like a weapon, like a horror mechanic to use. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah, he's got some good ideas. Well, uh, I did want to read uh, from page 31. It says, um, during the years when Brontosaurus was considered a valid dinosaur name, common opinion held that sauropods, the largest land creatures that ever lived, were too bulky for their own skeletons to have supported their body weight. Back then, they reasoned that these giant four-footed, supposedly inadequate dinosaurs required a watery habitat to buoy their body's bulk. This idea better fits an evolutionary history where nature is thought to have invented creature features by blind trial and error. Uh, I just did a little shout out to Kate's yeah. podcast, and so I wanted yeah. to do that. But yeah, so he, he has this theory that like 
since science sometimes had like misconceptions about dinosaurs that, hey, these dinosaurs are too big. This must have sucked for them. They probably had to sit in the water all day. Again, this has been more or less disproven since that theory was was floated. Uh, uh, I guess his point is that since science thought that at one point evolution just makes a bunch of stupid shit and God doesn't do that. Again, I think it's the 50 dicks on your arm theory. But we, uh, so. this is what's, what's funny about that is with, I mean, first of all, it is dicks. So that is inherently funny, but it is actually true that evolution does result in weird vestigial things like sure. dicks. We, and, and I mean, the, the, there's, I think something that needs to be, Probably most people understand this, but it is one of the most uh, frequently misunderstood thing about evolution is it's like these are just random mutations that you'll have uh, and just right. like and so everything is random and it's like, well, the mutation itself is random, but the selection of that mutation, what actually gets passed down is absolutely not random. It's driven by natural selection. Uh, and that can be from the environment, from predators, from a need for, uh, you know, some kind of like environmental need. It can even be sexual selection. So it's sort of like, you know, you have the only random element is what happens with your DNA, like the mutation that happens. But if that right. mutation causes like your eyes to turn into dicks, uh, you're not going to probably procreate. Or you will very much, and we'll have a society of uh, dick-eyed people. Dick-eyed wonderbees. I mean, another <laughs> another reason you don't just have like rand like you would never have a mutation that turns your eyes into dicks because the way that uh, the way that like embryonic development and uh, you know basically you have certain cells that can transform into certain body parts so like you can sometimes have a mutation where you have like an extra finger or webbing with your mm -hmm. toes uh, but you're not gonna have like a hand where your eye is supposed to be so right uh so and, and it feels like this guy should have known that uh since he has a four-year degree in biology uh, i'm gonna just yeah. insist that uh that that's probably from like his own, like he started his own college. Like is the college, the, what's his name? Brian Thomas. The, is it from Brian Thomas University? You know, BTU? Uh, it does not say where he got his degree or his master's from. So um, he goes through and he cites, uh, you're probably familiar with the behemoth, which is something that gets mentioned in the Bible. I am not. Uh, and, oh, well, it's it's this this guy, Job. Um, God's like, hey, Job, the behemoth? the behemoth. Yeah, Job the Behemoth, he's, he's great. He was a pro wrestler. Uh, but no, he, God said, hey, consider the Behemoth. He eats grass. He's got legs like tree trunks. He got a swinging tail. And if I can make him, then I must be fucking fantastic, right? I'm paraphrasing. Um, so Christian scientists look at this one passage of the Bible where he says Behemoth, and they're like, well, he's obviously talking about dinosaurs, right? Like, why else would you? It's more like an elephant. Yeah, it's like an elephant. Yes, uh, most regular people assume it's a hippo because that's like that the region. Uh, hippo oh, the would have been the biggest tail. creature there. Yeah, the swinging tail too, very much for a hippo because yeah. they actually like will helicopter their tails to fling yeah, shit to fling everywhere because they love doing that. 
Yeah, see, that's an evolutionary feature. That's because a that's a jack jerks. <laughs> I mean, how could I mean how could random mutation create such a perfect creature that flings its shit everywhere? That I, I like that God is calling that out to like. How, if I'm not so great, how did I create that thing? Look at it fling its shit everywhere. That rules. Fucking helicopter it's poop. Fucking hilarious. Yeah. I'm the best. <laughs> so, um, this this is brought up in every book uh, about dinosaurs in the Bible as like proof that. They were, these men were hanging out with dinosaurs. Um, there's also a Leviathan too, um, which is. <laughs> Leviathan. Uh, oh, I see. I'm, you're saying a Leviathan as well. I thought you're, you skipped over Leviathan, Leviathan two. one. Or the origin. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> yeah, the Leviathan Revenge of Leviathan. Two. Leviathan two is a prequel, but that's, that's the one we're talking about. Son of Leviathan. Um, so, so there's a Leviathan in the Bible that comes out of the water and it's, it's just obviously a, a fictional sea monster. He has like multiple heads. He breathes fire. Yeah. And yet and that's the they, they're st- they still try to make it work. They're like, dude, you know how like a bombardier beetle will like shoot acid? Like God could make something that fucking breathed fire. Oh my God. Bioluminescence, that could explain his glowing eyes. Mm. Uh, and like multiple heads, what if it was just like two crocodiles? You know, like, like anything get, to just make get, it work. What I don't get is like, they're like, God is magical. But mm-hmm. somehow I need to explain breathing fire with biology. Just like right. say, like have the balls to say it's just God magic. Yeah, that's what see, that's what I didn't get from the start too about the whole creationism thing. Like I get religion and the Bible and just I choose to believe this other thing. I, I don't fully get it, but I, I some people do that and I understand it. I don't get where where your place is in this world that you're like, I want to try to like make a lot of concessions that are going to make Christians unhappy. And also will not right. win me any respect from scientists. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> just why? It seems For it's gotta who? just be like early era trolls. Like they just must love frustrating people. Because I do feel vaguely frustrated reading these books. Mm-hmm. When I say vaguely, I mean very. Like I, I get, I was furious reading these books uh, in a good way. In in the way that I've chosen to live my life. Uh, another thing he talks about is the nachas nachash seraph. I'm not sure I'm saying that right. But uh, there's these poisonous snake monsters from Numbers 21, if you want to look this up. So God sent them to kill the Israelites. And then Moses saved everyone uh, by putting up a little snake statue. Because these were like snake monsters. And when they bit them, they got uh, poisoned. A lot like a regular snake. But then Moses made a little snake statue. And if you looked at it, you get cured. So most people read this in the Bible. And they're like, uh, yeah, those are snakes. But this guy's like, come on, don't be stupid. Like... Uh, I, I, let me read his exact Angry quote. worms, um, I'm going to call it. Most assume they were ordinary snakes, but that doesn't make sense of all the biblical data. If that were the case, biblical couldn't data. the people have simply stepped out of the way? <laughs> While descending a desert trail recently, my right foot came within an inch of a huge western diamondback rattlesnake. It is amazing how fast even an exhausted person can move when he suddenly encounters a venomous serpent. I imagine that the ancient Israelites were at least as agile as I am. This and other clues open the possibility that the animals in Numbers 21 were flying serpents. Uh, so yes, he's going to sound crazy, no one, but no he one thinks... has ever been bitten by a snake. <laughs> no, well, it's if, never happened. I don't even know. If I'm so nimble know what that, that I can defeat any and all snakes <laughs> with my agility. Surely, ladies, the, so, the Israelites were as agile as me. Oh, so he, he takes that agility. He got out of the way of a snake. And so he decided this can't be snakes. He decides it's a dimorphodon, which is a Ooh. very big 
Very big dinosaur. He could have been any flying reptile, but he's like, no, no, no. I'm going to just fucking call it right here. Dimorphodon. Well, that is cool. Probably a safe bet. Uh, <laughs> he also gives examples from history, like uh, French naturalist uh, Pierre Ballon. He described weird things that like definitely weren't dimorphodons, but you know what? Maybe, maybe dimorphodons. It explains, dimorphodons explain more than you think. Uh, there's another story in the Bible about a guy that gets swallowed by a whale you might be familiar with, but, uh, and this is going to sound crazy. What Joey, if it wasn't a whale, guys? Joey and the whale or something? Yeah, Joey. Is old, Joey um, Beans and his whale adventure. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he suggests that that might have been a, a, a dinosaur. Why not? Uh, so, but why? Uh, kind of goes off the rails why? at the end. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's another good point. Whales, None of it. Uh, yeah, it's not any exist. different, right? You don't need to. Yeah. Well, he's when you're trying to make dinosaurs happen, and the only source of data is the Bible. Like you gotta just desperately grab for whatever the Bible says, and the Bible never says dinosaurs, but it does say whale a couple times. Uh, so that's probably it. And of, and poisonous snakes. You know what? What if they were giant flying reptiles? I choose to believe Thomas. Uh, Every time they say Thomas, they meant dinosaur. Just it's not off the cuff. Just read the Bible right now, and it, it mentally insert dinosaur. Every time the word Tom, the name Thomas comes up, and uh, it works. The King James King James might have had a friend named Thomas, who was known as Thomas the dinosaur, and his name in Hebrew was dragon. So so it works. It all make yeah. it all makes sense. Um, so he brings up a lot of, like a lot of these people do, he brings up a lot of pre-scientific method mistakes as evidence for how science is wrong. Like all the time. It's like, Hey, remember when yeah, people yeah. used to think that like rotten meat made maggots, uh, science people are dumb. So Actually, uh, since funny mis- about mistakes that, exist. Funny about that is that, that the rotten meat making maggots thing was like one of the first, like really good science experiments because yeah. Uh, it was, they put a jar with some meat in it without a cover and a jar with some meat in it with a cover. And then lo Mm -hmm. and behold, only the uncovered one got those maggots on it. And that was a really early science experiment where you had like two, you know, the control control. and, and then it's like, so these maggots must be coming from the air. And uh, so, like, I mean, it was, what's funny is, like, then you could draw the conclusion that you need oxygen to create the mm-hmm. meat maggots. But, you know, nevertheless, like, they were zeroing in on the truth here. Exactly. That was a real... are eating the meat. A real bad example to bring up when you're trying to disprove the concept of science. Therefore, right. eating the meat, the meat must have sinned. <laughs> this meat was a filthy pervert. And that's why it attracts maggots. It, it all... Yeah, it all works. He spins this wheel for about 20 pages, uh, yeah. which I will not bother with. But yes, he basically is like, since since mistakes exist, the Bible must be correct. And um, that's kind of how he just spirals off into nothing. Uh, oh, I did want to correct one thing I said so that creationists don't like jump on my dick and get really mad. Uh, the the uh, It's not necessarily carbon dating used for... Things mm. like that are as right, old as right. uh, dinosaur fossils. It's radiometric dating using different types of uh, isotopes uh, because, uh, you know. Believe it or uh, not, that does come up in these books a lot because really? uh, carbon dating only goes back, whatever, 44,000 years. And they're like, um, how do they do that? And I'm like, 
because they use different. A different thing. But I, yeah, I just didn't want to get like, like, well, actually, carbon dating. God, can you imagine? I can. I've never had like a creation. Have you had creationists like Hassley on Twitter? No, not really. I've only had someone get mad at me for mentioning that vaccines work. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, okay. The science is still out on that. I feel like we've done a lot of dunking on um, these gentlemen. So I want to switch things up uh, from Dinosaurs in the Bible. Oh, because 10 years earlier than that book, a man named Ralph O. Munkaster. Okay, there we oh go. That's God. a good name. Wait, now we're wait, back. Wait, wait, we're back name to the good names. Up. We got Ken Ham. <laughs> Ken Ham. Uh, Caroline Carroll. Phil Phillips. Caroline Carroll. Phil Phillips. Uh, Phil Phillips. Ralph O. Munkaster. <laughs> Brian Thomas. Brian And Ralph Thomas. O. Munkaster. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, Ralph O. Munkaster oh, yeah. wrote a book called Dinosaurs and the Bible. Now, he hits on many of the same points as Brian Thomas did in his book, Dinosaurs and the Bible. He says that there's uh, proof (laughs) dinosaurs lived with man because how else would they know how to paint dinosaurs on pots? Which is, again, Brian didn't bring this up, but there's a lot of pots that have like monsters on them. He's like, well, this is pretty fucking obvious that ancient Greeks had dinosaur Uh pets. Um, With them. (laughs) He also admits that maybe, maybe they also found some dinosaur bones and like went from there. Or maybe they just drew red monsters that had nothing to do with their lived lives. Um, it might be that last. He does a whole bunch of both sides thing, yeah. Well, because <clears> I so do he that. just sort of offers up. <laughs> yes, I do that a lot too. I've never met a unicorn, but I draw them all day long. Exactly. Uh, he offers up these theories of how everything is wrong, and he was born just a couple generations too late to have a best friend dinosaur, which again I appreciate. I love. Imagine this. if you actually believe uh, that and how crushing it would be. I would write this book too. I would be so yeah. fucked up. Yeah, by I almost it. wonder. I wonder if they're less like religious fanatics and more dinosaur fanatics and their dream is to somehow have a dinosaur pet. And so they have to believe that maybe at some point it was possible. I, it's got to be it because I feel like it will be again. Dinosaurs are very rad and you want to believe in dinosaurs. And the Bible says, oh, yeah, we, we don't have those that, that didn't exist. You're like, OK, I got to fucking reconcile this. But these people took that extra step to be like, not only did they exist, they were. They would have been so fucking peaceful and <laughs> we would have just husbanded them all day. Uh, but uh, Ralph O. Munkaster has a sort of a different take on good. Like in the other book, Brian Thomas was like, okay, dinosaurs were good until Adam and Eve ate the apple and you could just hang out with them. This guy says that dinosaurs exist in a different morality as humans and it was okay for them to eat things, including other dinosaurs, and still be considered good. So, <laughs> so uh, di- no. Oh, I get it. I get that immediately. So that's why there are dinosaurs in heaven. <laughs> yes. So so he could still hang out with the dinosaurs because they made it to heaven. Hell yeah. That so much. That like is there's great. a separate dinosaur religion where it's like, sure thou yep. shalt kill, why not? Why not? But that's okay for humans. them. So we'll be with them in heaven. Oh, that's such a like, uh, that's, if a six-year-old said I that, I would just, I would think it was yeah, the most precious know. thing this in the is- world. This is yep. so cute when you think of it coming out of the mouth of a child of, of like, it is well, no, dinosaurs are still good because they're allowed to kill. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he has some different theories on how they got all the dinosaurs on the boat as well. His first theory is they didn't. They went extinct <laughs> before the flood. Uh, and he suge- again, he also thinks there wasn't 
a, a meteor impact. He thinks it was a, a mini flood before the big flood and that killed only the dinosaurs so that by the time Noah was making his boat for his flood, the dinosaurs right, were It was dead. an air flood. He doesn't explain like why. It, it flooded from like seven to 10 feet in the air. <laughs> yes. Was this, like, was this uh, like a Simba situation where someone tricked all the dinosaurs to go into a gorge and then like flooded it? It is very funny you say that because he uses a bunch of dinosaur skeletons all in the same spot as proof that like that must have been what happened. He's like, why are there so many species of sauropods in this one fossil that, you Katie, know, you're an, a, you're an excellent creationist. You're, you're probably a fantastic a apologeticist. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Like the uh, dinosaurs are having their like, it's like, well, it's time for our dinosaur convention in this conveniently <laughs> located gorge. Uh Weather is supposed to be sunny today, but it, I do see some rain clouds. Real quick, uh, anybody learn to swim? No? Oh, we keep meaning to get on that. Yeah, well, then how does that does explain all the uh, aquatic dinosaurs dying? Uh, they all dodge that. I, I looked that up in all of these books, and not a single one of them Good question. has Moving any on. thoughts on why we do not have whatever, mosasaurs or plesiosaurs. Seems like they should have been able to survive. Um, his other theory on how he got them all on the boat, is maybe babies or eggs could have solved the problem. Let me read from page 32. In light of what we've just seen, it seems reasonable to suggest that baby dinosaurs were taken aboard the ark. After all, the reptiles of today have a slow metabolism and a growth rate slower than other animals, such as mammals. So conceivably, they would still be small after their one-year voyage on the ark had passed. Uh, researchers who have studied the metabolism of dinosaurs have discovered, however, that it differs substantially from the metabolism of today's reptiles. In fact, they have concluded that dinosaurs had a metabolic growth rate similar to that of mammals. Most mammals reach 100% of their full growth potential within a year. Hence, boarding baby dinosaurs would not solve the space problem inside the ark. The only solution would be if God had provided a special state of suspended growth through hibernation during the period of the flood. Why do so you he even, got there. He, why do you even care about biology at that point if it's right. just like... Yeah, if it's God yeah. magic, why... God well, created dinopods for the for the ark. <laughs> but yeah, why? You're setting up your own hurdles and then just running into them over and over again. Just don't set up the hurdle, man. It's fine. Just yeah, go for a walk. It's super easy. Uh, Ralph had his own take on the behemoth situation too, which again, they all bring that up. Uh, he sets out to prove that the behemoth is a dinosaur. He admits it sounds a little bit like an elephant, but he made a spreadsheet to like work it out. So, um, the characteristics in the Bible are feeds on grass. And now a brachiosaurus, an elephant and a hippo, all of them feed on grass. Check, check, check. Uh, it has strength in its loins. All of them. Yes, yes, Hell yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, they do. Power in muscles of belly. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, tail sways like a cedar. Uh-oh, you're gone, elephant. Lies under a lotus plant. Sorry, Brachiosaurus, you're out too. Hidden in marsh reeds. Again, just the hippo. So by the time he's done with all 12 characteristics, he's definitively proven this thing was a hippo. And, and he, he really didn't want it to. Did be. not want to do that. He really fucked that up. <laughs> but again, we can't go back. There's no such thing as a second yep. draft. There's, you can't just redo so something. The one thing so, I've um, learned from all of your book collections is that lunatics have never invented the second draft. Like it would change everything yeah. if they did. <laughs> he thinks that the Leviathan was probably just a crocodile. Uh, that breathes fire was just like a probably a steamy breath coming out of his nose. <laughs> That's uh, a jump. Like even yeah. for an idiot. He discusses. <laughs> he discusses whether or not uh, dragons were dinosaurs a lot. 
probably since um, he seems to think that dragons were a symbol for Satan. So when the Bible says dragons, it actually means Satan, not poorly described Quetzalcoatlises. So uh, inverse so, property true, then Satan is a dragon? Because I'll accept that. Because that rules. Yeah, I, I, that's sort of his take on it. Uh, and he actually wraps his book up a lot better than Brian. He like has a real conclusion page. Um, so here it is on page 42, the second to the last page, which again, great job. Only 43 page book. He knew that this shit <laughs> was easy. <laughs> get in and get out. Um, so number one, dinosaurs did not exist in the Roman empire during the general time of Jesus. Evidence indicates that study of dinosaur fossils was already flourishing in the region at this time. Okay. Uh, so they did not exist during the time of the prophets about 700 to 400 BC. Uh, or during the time of Moses, uh, or during the time of Abraham, and they're not specifically mentioned in the Bible. Uh, so I don't know why he wrote this book. Uh, his conclusions ended up sort of disproving uh, the entire theory of dinosaurs and man cohabitating. Uh, bad mistake for Ralph <laughs> Among Castor. It seems like he didn't want that to happen. <laughs> Wound up at the end of it like, uh, oh, man. You got to give him some credit for like sticking with it, though. Like, oh, yeah. it turns out I was I was wrong. <laughs> but God, God still, you know, he still made those cool dinopods, though. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I still think he gave him that hibernation. I'm gonna bet his life didn't change after. I bet he was still a creationist. I bet he proved himself wrong at the end of that. And was just like, huh? Well, clearly I fucked up somewhere in there. Gotta, I'll, like, I'll write another one. I'll do this again. I'll work through this again. Sitting next to his typewriter, drinking some hard liquor, staring off into space like, my God, what have I done? <laughs> no, you know what? This well, is a problem with the actual... typewriter. I'm going to get a different typewriter and try that again. I want to be fair to Ralph and read his actual conclusion. While we can't be sure what God had in mind with dinosaurs, we can be certain that he placed them on Earth at one time in history as part of his loving provision in creation. Furthermore, we know that dinosaurs have nothing to do with the salvation that God has graciously offered to human beings. So, I mean, that's like just... But they're all in they're heaven. They're irrelevant. We, they're, they're in heaven because they don't follow the same rules as us. Wouldn't they be in hell, uh, though, if they were pre-salvation? Well, I mean, he, he allowed for oh, a dinosaur shit. to choose its own path. So I think... I think it, I think the way that works is they would all be in limbo, and then they would get the choice once once Jesus. Too, came along. Yeah, too many people would want to go to like hell, I guess, if there were dinosaurs in hell, because that'd be rad. I think there are good and bad dinosaurs. So you, you know, Elvis is up there writing. No, he's down. El, Elvis is in hell writing dinosaurs in hell. <laughs> it's like a Flintstone <laughs> situation. You like ride down the tail of Brontosaurus right into brimstone fire. But like John Denver, John Denver's certainly in heaven, writing just a bitchin' stegosaurus. I'd love it if the stegosaurus had the little John Denver glasses also. It clearly does. <laughs> uh, this next book comes from 1990 by someone named David Unfred. Oh my god, these... The thing is... <laughs> so so not thing, Fred. Though. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> Creationists, except for Brian, what's his name, all have the best names. Uh huh. <laughs> and I'm fantastic jealous. names. One more time with that name, David Unfred. So his last name is Un <laughs> he is Unfred. He's the anti-Fred. Right. Right. No hyphen. Or like just sort of unfred. decaf, like where you take the caffeine out. Maybe he unfredded <laughs> yeah. himself. I want it just a little it less Fred. Used, used in my to be David, David Fred. 
But then she's no. He skimmed the Fred out. <laughs> Waitress, this David has Fred. Is in this it. full Fred? I, I specifically said I cannot. I cannot do full. Can you Fred. strain out the Fred? Uh, Katie, you want to guess what this book is called? Well, steal it. Dinosaurs, Jesus's best friends. Is it called Dinosaurs in the Bible? This book is called Dinosaurs and the Bible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so is that na- has that been the name of like, all three, three books? books so far? Yes, yes, oh boy. yes, all of them. Uh, this one opens up with a quiz about the behemoth and all of the things Ooh. that the behemoth had, including eating grass and the swing tail, and basically just decides you must know it's a dinosaur. It's just uh-huh. like here, here you go. Like swing you tail get, eats grass. What's the first thing you think about? Dinosaur, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> now uh, he writes. Here is an important lesson. There is only one way that we can know anything for sure about the prehistoric. That's quotes past. From an eyewitness account, someone who was there has to tell us what happened. (laughs) The best eyewitness is someone who is fully knowledgeable and truthful. God himself is our best eyewitness. Okay. Now, it doesn't get any better than that. That's a hell of a Uh, premise to lay out. (laughs) He uh, also talks about dragons as proof. Um, Sure. Like dragons obviously mean dinosaurs. And he brings the full weight of logic to the case. Uh, Let me see. At the time of the great worldwide flood, God told us that he saved at least two of all kinds of air-breathing land animals on the ark. Does this mean that dinosaurs were on Noah's ark? Yes. At least one pair of each kind of dinosaur was on the ark. God said so. And he cannot lie. Mm. So this book just rules. He uh, disproves Darwin. Um, I think with every logical fallacy you can have... uh, I could read that. This to you is at least Katie, the confidence. You'd like to yeah. have all you know shattered. I, uh, Darwin's quote. Darwin's quote new idea about how life began convinced many people who chose not to believe in creation, but not Sir Richard Owen. In fact, Professor Owen became a strong warrior against evolution. His vast knowledge of fossils told him that there was no evidence for one kind of animal changing into another kind, and he would still be correct today. Mm. Almost 150 years later, no fossil evidence for evolution has ever been found. Now, <laughs> my research my research has shown differently, but uh, God can't lie. So you don't even uh, I don't know who you're going to believe, me or him. You don't even really need fossil evidence. One of the cool things about Darwin's work is, you know, the infamous Darwin's finches, uh, which were mm-hmm, a trained sure. troop of finches that Darwin had who would peck out the eyes of his uh, critics. No, they were the they were the. Oh, he the glued fin- beaks onto dragons. I remember this from the <laughs> they Bible. Were the, the finches, the gla- the the finches uh, that were observed, in, and they their beak shapes would change not over millions of years, but generationally, depending on the frequency of different uh, the the different sort of seed types. So, like you could actually observe this mm-hmm. in. You know, over the course of decades, not, you know, millennia, which is really interesting. And it, it was one of those things that showed that, like, it, it's true, most significant evolution occurs over a massive time scale. But it also mm-hmm. does occur, like, on a shorter time scale sometimes when the change is subtle and it has it, it, the driving force behind it is so stark. Uh, such as like really forcing these birds to specialize more in a certain type of seed. 
Well, let me see if this changes your mind. Wow. Uh, on page 14, uh, David Unfred asks, what day were the dinosaurs made? God tells us in the Bible that he made the universe and every living thing in six days. God could do this because he is omnipotent, meaning all-powerful. His power is not limited. God made all of nature from nothing. He could have made the world in six seconds or six billion years, but he didn't. He took six days. God tells us why he took this long in the Bible book of Exodus. God is speaking directly to Moses. Uh, so I just want to like clear things up that like he could have just done whatever the fuck he wanted. And this is what he right. did. So suck it, Darwin, and your little finches. <laughs> This is what we've been asking for the whole the whole time, though, with those other books. But like, why are you equivocating? If it's God magic, just say it's God magic. And finally, finally, the unfred comes in here and is just like, hey, fuck you. It's God magic. <laughs> yeah, if you've got that, if you've got that tool, use that tool. Why are you in a slap fight when you have a gun? Just bring the gun. He um, explains footprints, um, fossilized footprints as magic God <laughs> which um, Hell I, I don't know how else to I'm put it. I'm a fan. <laughs> Magic guns. Uh, perhaps. Why then have some dinosaur tracks turned to rock? Perhaps this was an ordinary mud over which the dinosaurs walked or ran. In fact, this is true. The mud churned up and laid down by the flood contained many special minerals. As the mud began to dry, these chemicals helped to harden the mud into rock, much the same way that concrete hardens. Uh, so there you go. Yeah, a little bit of magic. A little bit of garden cement. It's like Roman concrete. He spends a lot of the book. Uh, talking about like um, a pterosaur that some rail workers found in 1856 and a coelacanth that someone fished up in 1938. Uh, 1977, some Japanese boat fished up a plesiosaur. And of course, there's oh, I never uh, heard of Mokele that. Membe. Yeah, no, it's totally real. Well, I think someone dug up like a half a whale and it was just all mangled and some fishing boat was holding it up. You might have seen the picture. Probably. But uh Someone was like, yeah, that's definitely a dinosaur. But it was just like a wad of like... Whale wad. Old fat. Classic whale yeah, wad. It's just a... Um, but it, it does look a lot like like a, the corpse of a plesiosaur. Um, so anyway, if if something makes scientists look bad, this unfred guy believes anything. And um, I want to read his conclusion. Um, it's pretty fantastic. Uh, basically, he talks about how the flood... Uh, killed everything and then made mountains out of the remains. Oh shit! As a yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty. It's pretty the fantastic. Fucking Megadeth uh, album. Let's go. <laughs> uh, basically, as a reminder of his terrible judgment. So uh, he says at the end, "God is patient. His judgment will destroy the universe and everything in it, not with water but with fire. Even so, he patiently waits for all." Who will come to him? God is love. <laughs> Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. Einstein Hunter Frankfurt. It's a podcast canal. Und mit maximalen Schau. Doc Frankfurt podcast. Correct. Einstein Hunter! Einstein Hunter! Frank!
Love is in the air tonight at 60. Count of 60 swinging singles vie for the attention of one lovely mate. Takes a king to rule a country, but only love rules supreme. It's love supreme. Let's meet our competitors. Three Finger Louie. Aaron Croston. Adrian H. Aiden Moat likes long walks on the beach. Oh, hook that one early. Step up your game, singles. Alpha Scientist Javo. Andreas Larsen. Armando Nava likes short walks on the beach. A big swing. Benjamin Cyronin. Finn Talton. Brandon Garlock. Ryan Saylor likes running on the beach. Hey, all right. Brianne Whitney. Brockway loves the meat millet. Yes, he does. Sarah. Rev. Chase McPherson likes medium length beach drives. And okay, yeah, all right. Get that one. Chris Brower, Curious Glare, Dan B, D Costello, Donald Finney, Dr. Awkward likes horseback riding on the beach. See, that's how you do it, Chase McPherson. That's how you do it. We got Eric's Baldy, Fancy Shark, Jello, Hambone, fucking loves the beach. Their words, their emphasis. Haraka, Hot Fart. Jacob Thornburg would make a love to the beach if only society would allow it. Okay. John Dean. John McCammon. John Minkoff. Josh S. Ken Paisley is the beach. Nope, I'm not following on that one, Ken. Oh, he's doing a beach impression now. That's actually really good. K&M. Laziest man on Mars. Mark. Matt Riley races the beach to the horizon every night and will do so until he catches her. Hey, that's beautiful, Matt. Michael Lair. Michael Wells. Mike Stiles. Moju. ND. Neil Bailey writes, If you cut me, do I not bleed sand? He's... He's cutting himself now. Good lord, it is sand masterfully played. Neil Schaefer. Nick Ralston. Nick H. Ozzy Olin. Patrick Herbst has just legally changed his name to Beach McSlop. I, I get Beach, is there a significance to McSlop? No, he's shaking his head no. Rain Vargas, Rhiannon, Rich Joslin, Sarkovsky. Spotty Reception just bought the beach and no other contestants are allowed on it. Baby, if you like the beach, there is one game in town. Ted H has just murdered Spotty Reception and stolen the beach team. Looking back, this one was inevitable. Timmy Leahy. Toasty God has dynamite in a dream. Won't you make a new beach? Together? Hey, if that doesn't work on them, Toasty God, it worked on me. Tom Sekula. Tommy G. Yosarian. And our stunning star, the center of all this attention and deserves every bit of it. The gorgeous, the talented, Jaber Al Aiden, whose turnoffs include the beach. Oh, but wait. Turn-ons? Dynamite? We got a match! Let's love Supreme, folks! 